Ladies and gentlemen, we are live for MMA Sucker Radio. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Sucker Radio with your host, Jeremy Brand. Be sure to catch all your mixed martial arts news and interviews and updates at www.mmasucker.com. We are back, as they like to say, on the radio airwaves. We're back, Sucker Radio, here on MMASucker.com, as well as Last Word on Sports.com. Yes, you can find the show on both websites now. Uh, we have a fantastic show lined up for you today. I speak with Sam Alvey, the smiling man, about uh, his last knockout win few weeks back as well as uh what he's got going on coming up and when he wants to fight next you know he called out Elias Theodoro I talked to him about that and I talked to him about what's changed up in his camp because he's looking damn good lately another guy who's making a comeback to the cage is my final guest on the show that will round out things out um the natural born killer himself Carlos Condit will join me to talk about his return to the cage. It's been over a year since he's been in the octagon, and he'll take on Tiago Alves on May 30th at UFC Fight Night 67. But before we get to those, I want to go over a couple things. It was announced on UFC Tonight last night that on August 8th in Nashville, Ovent St. Pru versus Glover Teixeira will be that night's main event. Another fight that's possible to come in the woodwork in San Diego on July 15th is Holly Holm making her return to the cage against Marion Renault. Pretty cool stuff right there. This weekend we have UFC 187. Yes, that's right. Daniel Cormier takes on Anthony Rumble Johnson in the main event. And Chris Weidman fights Vitor Belfort. A long-anticipated match for that middleweight strap. Uh, This one's as fun as it gets. The entire card is great. So sit back this weekend and watch UFC 187. I'm not going to talk about it at all. I'm not going to give my predictions. As always, you can check out MMASucker.com for your predictions. Before we get into my first guest, I want to play this past weekend at UFC Fight Night 66 in Manila. It uh, It was, you know, Mark Munoz went out on his shield. He uh, he won his match. He uh, beat his opponent up, and he got things done. He said it was his retirement match. That it was. He laid his gloves down inside the center of the octagon right after this match, and he made a five-minute speech that was pretty emotional for some, and I want to play that now, right before we get into my first guest, Sam Alvey. <laughs> than this, the microphone is yours, man. Congratulations. Filipinas, mahal ko kayong lahat. Maraming maraming salamat po sa inyong support at tiwala si akin. Thank you very much, Philippines. I will represent you guys to the bottom of my heart. I want to say I love you to my beautiful wife, my kids, my mom, my dad, my sister, I love you guys. You know, from the day when I was a kid, I was watching cartoons and I remember watching superheroes. 
I get to reenact that every time I step into the cage. I have a platform to talk about my life. I represent the Philippines, my family, the United States of America. With my anti-bullying campaign and a lot of things, guys, I try to be a role model to kids today. And guys, thank you very much for the support and the trust in me. I love you guys so very much. Thank you. I know it's obviously been an emotional fight week for you, and you come up with the performance of a lifetime as you take the gloves off here in the Octagon for the final time. Any message to the mixed martial arts fans around the world? You're, you're the, the foremost gentleman in our game, as classy as it gets, and obviously what a way to go out. Any final message for the fans before you hang them up for good? You know, this is something I've dreamed about and I hope for. I know I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish in the cage, but I invested a lot of my time in lives, and I invested in, in, their, in treasures in their heart, and I've been able to help change lives and, and impact lives in a positive way. And guys, that's what I'm here for. And I have a story. I have a story to be able to give to kids, and I want to be able to teach and come back here to the Philippines and be able to give my talents, gifts, and abilities to you guys and be able to help the Philippines in wrestling. And that's my goal. Guys, I have, I have so much to give to this sport. And guys, I'm putting my gloves in the center of the octagon because I got so much love and admiration for the sport. Thank you to the best organization on the planet in mixed martial arts. Thank you, UFC. Thank you, Dana White. Thank you, Lorenzo. I will cherish these memories for a lifetime. And guys, we all have a story. And guys, mixed martial arts has been a story of my career. You might get hit by unforeseen things. People might get hit by, you have cancer, you have diabetes, but your life doesn't stop there. You get back up and you keep competing to the best of your ability. And that's what my career is all about. And guys, thank you so much. I've been able to impact lives in a positive way. I give all the glory and praise to my Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you very much, Philippines. Thank you, United States. Thank you, everyone that loves me. Thank you on behalf of the MMA community for everything you have done for our sport. Congratulations on the win. Go enjoy it. We all bow to you tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, the Filipino Wrecking Machine. Joining me now is a man that is coming off a big victory in Australia and just always seems to be a chipper cat. Please welcome Smiling Sam Alvey to the show. Sam, thanks a bunch for joining me, man. Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, I got to say, I like that chipper cat. I might, uh, might take on a new nickname, Chipper Cat Alvey. <laughs> now, first off, congratulations on the big victory down under. Were there? I, I know you were there for a few days after the fight. What would you get up to? Uh, yeah, we were we were down there uh, for uh, three or four days after. We went up to the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, we went snorkeling and and uh, just had a blast. My my kids loved it. My wife loved it. It was just it was it was a lot of fun. Any uh, post fight food that uh, we should try if we head down to Australia? I had some kangaroo, and I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty good. Was that was that a first? 
I think it was the first. I, I think I'd remember if I had it before, and I don't. Nothing pops to mind when I when I talk about eating kangaroos. I think that was my first time. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be something that 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 would stick in your head. Yeah. Now this was your your third win in a row, all three by knockout, and all three outside of the United States. Uh, let me guess. In my head here, you want to fight your next one out of the country as well. I love traveling. Uh, you know, and if I get my fight against Elias, it'll be it'll be out in Canada more than likely. I'm happy to do it. You have fought in Canada before. MFC was your home for a little while there. Did did you like the the True North Strong and Free here? I, I loved it, you know, and I almost feel bad for Elias because I got a feeling if I fight up in Canada, I'm going to have more fans in the stands than he does uh, because I, I loved fighting up there. It was it was so much fun. Uh, they're just, you know, I've got seven or eight fights in Canada, and I, I really tried hard to make my name known up there. With the MFC, you, you only got to showcase your skills in Edmonton. Have you, have you fought elsewhere in Canada? I did. A few years ago, I fought in one of the other provinces, a little further east, um, and I got a knockout there, too. So it's, I, I'm very well, well-versed well in my Canadian knockouts. Now, <laughs> now the guys you've beaten on this three-fight streak are, are by no means slouches. Has, has your mindset changed at all since making the return to the UFC less than a year ago? Uh, it really hasn't. I, I've always viewed every opponent as the most dangerous man alive. I, I trained every fight in my career as if I was fighting, you know, the next Anderson Silva. And so, I, you know, I, I keep myself humble doing that. I keep myself humble training with people that can beat me up, like Terry Sokoty or Jesse Taylor or Dan Henderson. Um, and they, they make sure I never get never get too full of myself. Now, I have to ask, obviously, about the spray tan sponsor. I know it's been beaten to a pulp, but how exactly did that come up, and and why not just have their logo on your shorts? I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I, so did I. You, don't don't get me wrong. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I thought it was I, hilarious, I, that, too. No, yeah. that, that was kind of what happened. I didn't know it was against the rules. If I did, I would have obeyed the rules. I wouldn't have done it. Um but but you know, it's kind of, it was unfortunate that I, that I that I broke the rules. But the UFC has been very cool about it. I may not have won a bonus, but I did. Uh, I, they didn't find me either, and they would have been within their rights to find me. So I, I'm very appreciative of of them of them being cool with it, and um, yeah, and it won't happen again. Do you do you have a manager that that found you that sponsor? Uh, nope, this is a sponsor I know. He, he works out at my gym, and I was talking to him, and it, it was uh, honestly my idea to spray tan it on my chest. I, I just I thought it was going to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, for the most part, everyone but the, the UFC thought it was pretty funny. Um, so maybe in the long run, it'll help the UFC out anyways, because more more people like my chest now. Yeah, for sure. Now, Tom Wright and Dana White, they both had stuff to say following the fight because of it. Um, did they speak to you personally? Uh, they didn't personally, but they had a mess of other people talk to me personally, um, and so I, I was I was well well documented that I, that I was very sorry. So yeah, you you knew your role at that point. That okay, I'm not doing it yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have you had a chance to rewatch that fight with Dan Kelly? Uh, your punches that you threw that that had him ragdolling across the cage. Were you surprised because he's not a tiny man? Uh, you know what? I, I I've always had he, he held out better than most, and I and I say that as modestly as I can. But a lot of people, when I mean it was a solid hook, I hit him with, 
and he didn't fall over. He fell backwards. He was still trying to go away from it. Uh, had I not followed up with, with with a couple more punches, he 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 wouldn't have been out. Uh, where you know, if I, when I fought when I fought uh, when I fought Cesar, uh, he he was done. He was out right away. So you, yeah, I mean, yeah, the guy is big. He's big. You knocked him with the punch. And he was, as I said, not ragdolled, but he was flopping all over the cage. This surprised me because, A, Dan Kelly has a strong base because of his uh, judo skill, and B, because your punches are so hard. He was trying to recover. I I mean, and I give him all the props in the world. He was trying to get get his distance so he could regroup a little bit. Um, but, you know, at Team Quest, Dan Henderson had driven into us. You smell blood. You, I mean, you attack. Uh, you, you don't give them a chance to recoup. And so that was uh, a big part of my training is, is getting that, you know, getting that little cut and then making it into a gash. Now, you are a man on a mission. Your post-fight speech was awesome, saying you don't want to fight enemies. Following the big victory over Dan Kelly, you called out Canadian Elias Theodoro. Now, I want to play that clip back to you, and then I want you to tell me if you were impressed with your WWE-esque bit or you would want to do it differently. So here, listen to this. Yeah, I actually, first things first. <laughs> Again, just thank you all. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. That's what you all say, right? Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Hey, hey. Uh, so yeah, th- thank you for having me here. The guy I want to call out, I've actually been trying to remember his name because we just picked him last night. Uh, Britt, what's his name? Elias Theodoro. I'm coming for you, buddy. I want you. I'm going to knock you out. He was bragging about having the best hair in MMA. I tell you what, if I lose, I'll shave my head. When you lose, I want you shaving your head. I'm coming for your hair, buddy. <laughs> so what would you think of that? I thought it was pretty good myself. I didn't know I was going to say it beforehand, but listening back, I, I love it. <laughs> you know, the, the, the WWE is huge. I know there's a big difference in WWE and, and the UFC, but... Uh, now you know what? If you get a little bit of a little bit of personality in there, it never hurt anybody. Um, and I and I like it. I meant it. I'll shave my head if he, you know, if he takes he takes the fight. That 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 that's on. Um, unless he'll only take the fight because he doesn't want to shave his head, then then I'll just fight him, and you know, it'll be what it what it is. But uh, yeah, it, it'll be fun. Yeah, I, I hope he takes the fight, and. It, I think the fight makes sense. And it seemed to work for you in the past. I mean, you called Dan Kelly out as well. So the UFC seems to like guys that that make it known who they want to fight next. Uh, They they really have. And they've told us all that they love hearing who we want to fight. Uh, and so I, I, I made the list and, you know, I'm hoping they're checking it twice. You, you said in that speech that you chose him the night before the fight, you had to ask your wife what his name was. It, it slipped your mind at the point. What is it about Elias that makes you want to scrap him and put this hair stipulation on the line? First off, the little bit I've known about him, I kind of like him. He seems a little full of himself, but I think it's hilarious. I, I like his persona and I, I think it'll be fun to step in the cage with him. Uh, another thing, the fight makes sense. He's on, I believe, a three-fight UFC streak. He won tough. Uh, I've been knocking tough guys out. I mean, so far my career in the UFC has been knocking tough guys out. And um, yeah, I want him to be the next. To beat the Brazilian tough champ, I want to beat the Canadian tough champ. Um, and it, I like the fight, and I think it'll be, I think it'll be a fan favorite. Now, I saw on Twitter following this call out that, that people don't agree with the hair stipulation because they think his hair is that much better than yours. What are your thoughts about that? 
I, well, then don't lose. If you're so worried about it, don't lose. Uh, I, I, what, what do you want me to bet? If, he, he said something about if I put my teeth on line, well, I need my teeth for a living. And I also understand that on any given Sunday, I can lose. I'm not going to bet the rest of my life. But if, he, if, if he's unwilling to bet a haircut, he must be pretty unsure of himself. Were there any other fighters on your radar? Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I got to cut weight with Clint Hester, uh, and he, he seemed like a real good guy. He's a big, scary dude. Uh, I've never cut weight with someone as big as he is, uh, and I think that would be a great fight. Uh, two, two guys that are just trying to hurt each other, uh, and then I'll buy him a beer afterwards. <laughs> Another tough guy as well. I, I, I want to... I flopped out of my season of tough. I got in there. I fought a great guy, and I lost unspectacularly. And um, I want to, I want to avenge that. I want to prove to myself that I could have won if I waited the next season and didn't have to deal with the weight cut. When would you like to get back in there? What's what's the time frame of of the return of Smile and Sam Elvey? If they got a fight for me next week, I'm there. Uh, Otherwise, if, by the end of July, maybe early August, it'd be fun. But uh, I, I'm always in shape. I'm always ready to go. And uh, whenever the UFC wants me, I'll be there. You came out of this one completely unscathed? Uh, for the most part. My hand is a little sore, but uh, that happens often enough. Well, um, so you train, as you said, with some beasts at Team Quest, Dan Henderson being your train main training partner. Um, has he ever landed that... Uh, H-bomb on you in training? I've never been dropped by Dan, but I've been hit to the point where if he wanted to hit me again, he could have hit me again. <laughs> Is that where you learn but your, I, I like your big punches? I've done the same to him, too. Yeah, We've had sure. some, pretty, some pretty epic rounds between the two of us. No kidding. I, who are some other guys in the gym? You said So Could You, um, Jesse Taylor. Any young guys coming up that, that we should keep an eye out for? Tom Delicchio is, he, he will choke anyone out in the gym whenever he wants to. He will armbar anyone in the gym he wants to. And his boxing is second to none. Uh, he will be in the UFC before too long. Another one, is a good friend of mine, Jordan Winsky. He's a, he's a light guy, 135-er. I think he's 5-1 and one right now. And he's, he's going to be in the UFC before, I mean, before you, you, you can, you know, blink. He, he's right there. All right, finally, before I let you go, this is the toughest question of them all. When was the last time Smiling Sam Elvey frowned, and what was the reason behind it? The last time, you know what it was? was after the first episode of Dragon Ball GT. I watched that. It was so sad that they would take such a great cartoon show and turn it into what they turned it into. <laughs> he is Sam Elvey. He's looking for a hair-versus-hair matchup against Elias Theodoro in the not-so-distant future. Sam Thanks a bunch for joining me today, man, and just let people know where they can get a hold of you in the social media realm. Hey, hit me up on Facebook. I'm Smiling Sam, professional fighter. Or hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Smiling Sam. Uh, I love hearing from you, and I do my best to get back to all of you. So, yeah, thank you all so much for for listening, for watching, for supporting, and uh, I, I hope to hear from you all. Can't wait to see you back in there, Sam. Thank you very much. This man has been out of action for some time and will take on Tiago Alves at UFC Fight Night 67 on May 30th. Please welcome the natural-born killer himself, Carlos Condit, back to Sucker Radio. Carlos, thanks for joining me, man. Uh, Yeah, man, thanks for having me. 
Now, out of action for over a year, um, what's it like to know that you'll be back in there in just a couple weeks' time? I'm excited. Um, you know, it's, this has been kind of a long and long and tedious process getting getting back, uh, you know, getting getting back, you know, in the back in the octagon. Yeah, I'm just excited. Any nerves? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely uh, definitely got some good nerves going, but um, you know, I I think that's a good thing for me. Uh, I always compete better when I'm when I'm nervous. Now, the injury was a freak accident. It, it was your knee um, on a takedown. Does the thought of it happening again run through your head at all? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, before fights, you know, a lot, a lot of different possibilities run through my head. Um, but, you know, nothing that, I, nothing that I'm really dwelling on. You know, you, you know whether, whether it, it happened before, I mean, it doesn't mean that... It, that uh, that it won't happen, you know, this time, it, it, you know, anything can happen in the octagon. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for whatever, and, but something like that is kind of out of my control. So I try not to, try not to dwell on it too much. In practice, it is, is, uh, there's, there's no qualms, there's no nothing. It's fine with takedowns and all that stuff. You're, you're training everything the same as you used to before the injury happened, correct? Yep, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm training 100%. And I, I don't think I'd be I'd be taking a fight against a guy like Tiago if, if my knee wasn't feeling great. So, uh, yeah, it's it's ready to go. Now you said Tiago Alves, your next test. This is going to be an outright war. Does it excite you that you're going to get in there with a guy that likes to bang just as much as you do? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Tiago, I think is is you know one of the best, if not the best, striker in the division. And uh, to get in there and, and um, test my skills against somebody like that is, is definitely an honor. Are you surprised your paths haven't crossed uh, up until this point? Um, no, I mean, I, I think that there was some mention of, of a fight between me and him a, a while back, and I'm not sure who was who was mentioning it, but um, um, you know, it's I've 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 heard people interested in the matchup before, so you know, I'm you know. And I can see why, you know, if it's an intriguing matchup, we're both, we're both, uh, great strikers and we both come to finish. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a great fight for the fans. What do you feel yourself getting in there with Alves, your best path to victory would be? Um, I got to keep it versatile. Um, you know, I, I, I think, uh, kind of the, the key to my success in my striking game is, you know, is, is creativity. So I got to get in there and mix it up, um, be able to to uh, you know kind of push the pace when I need to, and and be uh, be elusive when I need to, and uh, you know um, I, I I really feel like we've done the the right things in preparation for this camp to come out with the victory. Does the loss to Woodley being the fact that it was just an injury TKO add any fuel to the fire in your comeback? Um, you know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what what it would feel like had it been something else. So you know, I'm just where I'm at with it. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm super I'm super motivated to get back in. It was an unfortunate thing, uh, you know, get, getting injured in the fight, but it's part of the game. So uh, you know, I'm 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 really not looking looking behind me. I'm not looking at that. Uh, I'm focusing on you know what I have right right in front of me with Thiago and 
I have my hands full there. For sure. And Tiago's a guy that, you know, he was out of action for some time. So he was in the same boat as you um, prior to his last fight, which is, it's sort of cool that he, he knows the mindset that you're going to be in coming into this matchup. Yeah. And, and Tiago has come back and he's looked really good. Um, his fight against, uh, fight against Seth, Seth looked really good. Um, and then, you know, uh, Jordan Mean, you know, he was, he was, uh, having, having a tough time in that first round, but he came back and he showed, uh, you know, showed what a, what a dangerous veteran that he is. Now, moving away from your fight, while you were on the sidelines, a few things did go down. We saw a guy you fought in the past, Nick Diaz, take on Anderson Silva in a super fight. What were your thoughts on that match? Um, I mean, you know, leading up to it, it, it sounded like, a, you know, it sounded like it would be an exciting fight. Um, as sometimes happens, it didn't, you know, the, the hype didn't live up to, uh, you know, what, what went down or the fight didn't live up, live up to the hype. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I guess, marginally entertaining. I am sure other people enjoyed the fight. I was, I didn't think that it was a great fight. Nick Diaz laying down in the center of the octagon. I mean, you fought him in the past. He said, wow, you're throwing spinning shit. Were you surprised when you saw him do that? Uh, yeah, uh, against, against somebody who's as dangerous as Anderson Silva, definitely. But it's, you know, that, that's his game. He wants, he wants to get you upset. He wants to get you emotional. He wants you to go in there and, you know, stand toe to toe and have a face punching competition with him. Um, cause that, that's what he's, that's what he's very, very good at. Um, and Anderson just stayed poised and, you know, just didn't fall into it and, you know, and, and you know, and won the fight. Without GSP in the mix in the welterweight division, you know, things have, have changed up quite a bit. We've seen the title change hands already. Um, what are your thoughts on the 170-pound division right now? Uh, I think I think GSP stepping aside uh, kind of electrified the division. You know, everybody's hungry. There's not this, you know, this one dominant guy up at the top who, um, you know, Love him or hate him, uh, you know. Love him or hate his fighting style or whatever. He, you know, he was he was just super dominant. He was just just impossible to beat for a lot of different guys, including myself. Um, but now you've got a lot of guys who are, um, uh, you know, very dynamic. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys who are hungry and looking for the finish. Um, so you know, it's it's exciting for for me as a fighter being in the division, but also I think for for, for the fans. You think the title could change hands, be a bit of a revolving door uh, for some time here? Um, I do, I do. I, yeah, I, I, I think, man, just the guys in the in the top five, um, even even the top ten, um, I think anybody could beat anybody else on any given night. Does George return? Um, honestly, I I don't think so. But I could, you know, what do I know? <laughs> How do you see Rory McDonald um that fight playing out? Rory McDonald, Robbie Lawler. Um I think Rory's gonna be a little less uh, uh a little less reserved in this fight. Um I, I you know, in, in the first fight and it works for him very, very well in, in a lot of his fights where he's just super, super technical, uh, almost like a clinical approach to it. Um but you know, against a vet like um, like Robbie Lawler, 
you know, he, it, it didn't work. And, and, and Robbie was able to kind of find, find his moments and, and do some, do some pretty good damage. Um, I see Rory coming out a little, a little more aggressive, um, trying to push the pace, maybe taking some more risks than he did in the first fight. Um, and I, you know, I don't know, I don't know who, who's going to win, but I think it'll be you know, a little bit more exciting in the first, in the first match. You sound like a true fan of the sport, a guy that watches a lot of these fights, uh, each and every weekend now. Uh, what are some fights coming up that, that pique your interest, and what was something while you had the time off that, that you really enjoyed watching? Um, coming up, obviously, this fight card this weekend. Um, I'm excited to watch Cowboy. Uh, I'm excited for uh, Chris Weidman versus, versus Belfort. Um, I'm, I'm definitely a Chris Weidman fan and a Belfort fan, but I'm, I'm pulling for, uh, for Weidman in that one. Um, uh, you know, and then you know the the light heavyweight uh, matchup that that should be interesting, man. Both those guys are super, super, um, uh, super hungry. I you know this is a second chance for Daniel Cormier, and uh, I think that he, he uh, you know I, I think that he's he's definitely looking for for redemption after the loss to um, to John. So uh, that that's an interesting matchup as well. Speaking of John, I mean I know you can't talk about much, but has he been in the gym? Uh, yeah, he's been around. <laughs> Easy answer. <laughs> he uh, is he is Carlos Condit. He'll take on Tiago Alves at UFC Fight Night 67 on May 30th. Carlos, it's been a pleasure, man. Just let people know where they can get a hold of you, social media universe, anything else you want to give shout-outs to. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, my Twitter's just at Carlos Condit. Um, Instagram, uh, Carlos underscore Condit. Um, like to thank uh, you know my sponsors, uh, Venom, uh, Headrush. Uh, I have a new walkout tee coming out that you can uh, pick up at uh, headrushbrand.com. Uh, yeah, and you know, and you know, most of all, I just want to thank the fans. You know, through this through this time of recovery, I've uh, I've pulled a lot of uh, motivation and inspiration for, from the kind words that I've that I've gotten from my fans. So I really appreciate that. Thanks a lot, Carlos. Good luck on the thirtieth, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Carlos Condit heading back inside the octagon after over a year layoff. He'll take on Tiago Alves, as I said. UFC Fight Night 67 should be a very, very intriguing matchup. And, you know, as we said, the welterweight division is sort of in not in shambles, but it's a division that anyone can win at this point. The title could be moved around in a revolving sort of door um with with GSP out of the mix and it was interesting to hear him say that he doesn't think he'll return so thank you to Carlos Condit for joining me thank you to Smile and Sam Alvey for taking the time out of his day to uh join the show and thank you to you guys for listening to Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com and LastWordOnSports.com thank you to those guys for playing our show on their site now my sponsor ProAmBelts.com. Head on over to ProAmBelts for all your championship belt needs. Uh, you could put one of these things on your mantle. Maybe you could wear it to the bar or uh, to school. Maybe your girlfriend likes you to wear the belts in bed. Who knows? But get yourself a belt at ProAmBelts.com. These guys have great things on their site, and you can customize the shit out of these belts. Have fun with them. Make sure you follow... MMA Sucker on Twitter at MMA Sucker. Follow myself at JeremyBrand604. Like MMA Sucker on Facebook. And you know, you can catch myself 
on this week's episode of the Knights of Dunsmere podcast. Check it out on iTunes and Stitcher. It's Knights of Dunsmere, and that is K-N-I-G-H-T-S. It's a local podcast up here in Vancouver. It's featured on vancitybuzz.com, which is a site that I also contribute to, uh, hosted by Jamie McDonald and Trevor Duick. I had a fantastic time chatting some MMA with those guys. It's an hour worth of uh, mixed martial arts talk, so I think you'll enjoy that. Check it out on iTunes and Stitcher, Knights of Dunsmere. Big shout out for those guys because they're doing good stuff. Um, with that, I'm out. We reactivate, Brent creates a show for the fans and it's magnanimous. Jury's out decision and yes, it's unanimous. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. Out.